Southside Texas team with me and uh, several others. Uh, Jerry, welcome in, bud. Hey, thanks for having me, Bobby. Uh, I guess uh, recruiting never stops. We're not even the signing day, the final signing day for 2022. And here we go, starting junior days in 2023. Yeah, just so people know that the, and Jerry's hitting on it early here. Uh, our goal for today is to go over, we're going to do two-part series. This is going to be the offense for junior day. So there's so many guys coming in for junior days uh, that we're only going to talk about the offensive 2023 prospects. Tomorrow, we're going to hit the, the defense. 2023 prospects um, that are attending. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to mention one thing. Please consider a subscription to Inside Texas. InsideTexas.com is your source for legitimate uh, and hard-hitting recruiting news, uh, team news, scoop, that sort of stuff. Uh, there is no equal in the marketplace in that regard. We're also there to answer questions on the message boards on a daily basis. Furthermore, if you like these video casts and podcasts, please consider um, signing up for those by clicking the like button or subscribe button here uh, as, as, you, as is necessary. All right, so Jerry, 2023, uh, Saturday, June 20, or January 22nd, Texas hosting, uh, uh, looks like about a couple dozen recruits, uh, 13, at least 13 on offense that we have listed today uh, that are expected in. Um, let's go ahead and, and get it started and go position by position today so people know who we're talking about. First of all, let's start at quarterback, where no one is coming right now. As of right now, there are no guys. What does that mean, in your opinion? I mean, what? obviously, there's a big name out there. He's just not showing up. Yeah, I think uh, it, it shows you how, how far uh, Texas is in Arch Manning recruitment and how important that is. And, and, and you know, and in a way, look, they've, they've kind of – uh, circled the wagons in the 2023 class around Arch Manning. You know, uh, they're using the relationships he has with uh, Jonte Cook, Ruben Owens, a lot of those kids. And let me first say one of the reasons that a lot of these kids, a lot of top kids may not be coming to a junior day this weekend, as multiple schools have them, there's a big seven-on-seven -seven tournament in Miami. Not many kids are passing up a trip to Miami that's paid for to play seven-on-seven. -seven. So let's just put that out there, Ruben Owens, uh, I just left Eisenhower, Ryan Nibble, who we'll talk to. All those kids are going to be playing in that seven-on-seven, seven, so they're not going to be at a junior day. But, yeah, Arch Manning obviously is the offer at 2023 uh, quarterback position. I, I, Inside Texas reported earlier a couple hours ago that uh, A.J. Milwee will be by Isidore Newman on Friday. Um, so Texas continues to make that push. Uh, Kirby Smart was at. Arch's basketball game Monday night, I believe, uh, or maybe it's tonight, one or two nights. But uh, – all the college coaches are coming through there uh, in the next couple of weeks to see Arch Manning in Texas is no different. Uh, he is their guy right now. I think they're recruiting some other quarterbacks, but he's the offer. And that's what er everything is centered around right now. That's interesting. So, so usually you think about it, you, you start listing all the things and every other position on the board, by the way, I've, I've, I've charted this out and I just, I thought it was interesting. No other quarterbacks at this point. So uh, to your point, that gives you the idea of they are circling the wagons a little bit. Uh, you mentioned Kirby Smart uh, and uh, A.J. Milwee, obviously the Texas uh, uh, quarterbacks coach, going to be in there on Friday. I think uh, uh, Inside Texas uh, uh, broke that news to, uh, on Tuesday, or excuse me, on Tuesday. Um, Alabama also under consideration. Is that the thought? Oh, process? yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A absolutely. You know Nick Saban's going to roll through uh, Newman here in the next couple of weeks. He's actually – uh, Nick was in Houston yesterday, so he's not far right now. Um, and uh, so we'll 
yeah, Alabama's definitely under consideration as well. Okay. All right. So let's go to running backs. There's actually three that are scheduled to be in it right, right now. Marquise Collins out of uh, College Station, uh, smaller back, 5'9", 170. Quentin Joyner out of Maynard. He rushed for over 2,000 yards as a uh, high school junior in uh, 13 games. And then Iverson Young out of Waxahachie. Tashard Choice, the new Texas running backs coach, was by that high school uh, today, uh, actually on Tuesday. Uh, went by Maynard last week, I believe, on Friday, the first day out. So um, obviously you mentioned Ruben, Ruben Owens. He's, he's in state, but he's going to be down at that, at that Miami camp. What can you tell us about Collins, Joyner, Young, are, are those guys guys that Texas is going to push for? Do we not know yet what's going on there? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of remains to be seen. Um, you know, Collins is an undersized kid, as you mentioned. You know, he's got some power five offers. He's a power five player. He runs really well, really quick kid. But I think one of the big things when he goes to these junior days is what's he going to height and weight at for these guys? Because that does take place. Um, so these kids just aren't walking in and just hanging out all day. There's things going on. Um, as far as height and weights go, and I think he'll be one of those kids, and that'll be big for him. Uh, I believe he's 5'9", 163 at a uh, elite underclassman camp last late last spring. Um, I think he's closer to 175 now. So um, that that's going to come. His recruitment is going to come down to you know how he fits with different programs and how they could utilize him. But he's a good player. He's got Power Five offers, um, and, and and he's going to play Power Five football. Quentin Joiner to me, is a guy that is uh, legitimately on the radar. You know, he's close at Manor. Uh, he's, he's an interesting kid. I actually talked to him a little bit last week, and I, and I said, you know, what, what junior – I asked him what junior days you're going to go to. And he's not really a big recruiting guy. He said, what junior days are available? <laughs> and I said, no, no. I said, no, schools are going to invite you to junior days. So, um, you know, at that point in time, he had said Nebraska and Michigan State. But I know inside Texas, we uh, I believe Hudson Sanders reported that – uh, te Texas was invited in the junior day, which does not surprise me. He's a six foot, 210 pound back. He ran 10.99 in the 100 meters last spring. So um, he, he's got that kind of that physicality and the speed uh, th that I think te uh, Texas, a program like Texas, would covet. So if Texas takes two running backs, I do think he'll be in play there. Obviously, Ruben Owens, Cedric Baxter from Orlando Edgewater are the, are the top two. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, based on who Choice is recruiting at Georgia Tech in his first contacts at Texas. Gotcha. And, and Iverson Young out of Waxahachie's guy, I don't know much about. Yeah, he's not a kid that has offers yet. He was at Red Oak, uh, transferred over to Waxahachie. Um, so he's kind he's kind of a guy who's going to pop up on the recruiting radar um, this spring for sure when coaches are out evaluating uh, spring practices in May and, and that sort of thing and how he performs, how he runs on the camp circuit. Gotcha. Interesting. So he's he's kind of a guy just to keep your eyes on at this point. You mentioned um, Baxter out of Edgewater. He's a he and Owens are the two nationally nationally ranked guys that are likely both five stars in this class, right? Um, I don't know that you can say that for sure on either of them yet, but yeah, yeah I mean Baxter's our number one uh, ranked running back, Charles Power and myself, and, and on three uh, a junior class. And uh, you know, look, he's a guy that he, he's an interesting guy because he's played some safeties played some running back he more went running back full-time this year he doesn't have a high usage but what he does is he's really productive he's had a game of 42 carries for 250 something then he's had then he's had games where he had 16 carries for 250 and ran away from really good athletes in central florida 
but he's got that contact balance. He's got that power and, and he's got speed and he's a big kid. You're talking 6'1", 215. Um, you know, so it kind of tells you where Texas to short choice is going to go size wise uh, at the running back position. Ruben Owens, obviously, I, I spoke with somebody in the Owens camp um, uh, late last week and you know, they, they, they're, they're saying this recruitment's wide open this time. They don't want to rush the decision. And I think that's why you may not see him show up to a junior day. I know Texas is trying to get him in this weekend. He's going to be in Miami. a and trying to get him in next weekend. Alabama's trying to get him in either next weekend or in March. So we'll see if he shows up anywhere uh, that last weekend in, in January. But I think this recruitment's going to play out a little while. Um, and, and that makes it interesting for Texas because – if your top two backs are recruiting, may take a while to play out. Do you take that running back two or do you take that second running back early in the class to have somebody on the board? I think we'll see where their strategy is at this weekend. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I, um, the other guys I wanted to mention just briefly to keep an eye on at running back. Um, at one point, Texas had expressed interest in Trey Wisner out of uh, Waco Connolly. Yeah. Uh, and then a smaller guy that, that Toshard Choice has – an in with apparently is Javin Javin or Javin Simpkins out of uh, Miami, New Orleans. Uh, What do you know about Simpkins and is Texas still on Wisner? Is that kind of a. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think Texas is on Wisner, you know, as hard as maybe some other backs. Wisner actually told me yesterday he's going to be at A&M's junior day this weekend. Um, So that's something to note there Um, because it looked like A&M was just going to have a January 29th. Uh, junior day, but now they're having a 22nd junior day as well. And I think that's all recruiting strategy. Um, Simpkins is a, you know, look, if, if you're looking at Marquise Collins, this is a souped up version of that Simpkins. I mean, you know, you're talking about a South Florida kid that's got tremendous feet and explosive ability, undersized guy. Uh, and I think that's going to tell you a lot too about where Texas is headed as far do they want, could you see a, do you see a two running back class with two bigger backs or do you see them go smaller, maybe more of a gadget guy that can move around in the offense? I think that remains to be seen. Uh, but Simpkins was a guy that choice was definitely in on at Georgia tech. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see the big thing now with all these Miami kids, Bobby, as you know, is, is, is who is uh, Mario Cristobal going to push for because recruiting just changed in Miami a few weeks ago. In the yeah. city. No, he's, he's an excellent recruiter. Jamar yeah. Stewart. It sounds like he's already, kind of changed the paradigm there. Uh, yeah. The defensive lineman uh, down in Florida that was thinking about going to AM. It still is maybe, but yeah, Miami it's, it's a much tougher game now. You're not just walking in and pulling out five-star wide receivers out of Miami and Deerfield Beach anymore. Gotcha. Uh, the game just changed in South Florida. Gotcha. Um, wide receivers, moving there. Uh, Texas has five that are expected in as of right now. They they could add to this list. I should I should preface all of this right. with that. Um, but the five are J- Jaden Greathouse out of Austin Westlake, who had the phenomenal uh, state championship game. Ashton Co- Cozart out of uh, Flower Mound. Marcus at one point was getting ready to commit to OU, and then Lincoln I- Riley ups and uh, goes to uh, uh, Southern Cal. Chris Paul Freeman uh, out of All Saints, the the really fast receiver. Kyle Parker out of Lovejoy is someone Love I know you like. Love him. Um, and then Addison Jaro out of uh, Frisco Reedy. Those uh, and Anthony, excuse me, one more. Anthony White out of Abernathy, who's a little bit more of an athlete type. Yeah, uh, I think he's safety kid. Yeah, yeah. To, but to your point, yeah. he's in that in that category. Those guys are expected to be on campus this weekend. Um, 
a lot of them already have offers. Uh, let's just start with Great House because you know a lot of people are talking about him as a as a H back kind of. What is he? Man, I I just see him as a receiver that is a bigger receiver. I don't see him as a tight end type. Yeah, he's going to be an interesting guy because you know he hasn't tested fast, so to speak. You know, you're talking about a guy testing the four sevens um, as before last year, let's say. And so he, he's going to be an interesting prospect for me. Look, I'm more of a speed guy. I, I, I think you know that, Bobby. So for me, I look at him more as a flex tight end in the future because I think he's a big frame. He can put on a lot of weight. And that's not a negative. That's a positive. I mean, that's a positive on a guy's ability. If you can play him at H-back, you can split him out. So sometimes you can play him as a flex tight end. Um, you just look at Julio Billingsley and what they just recruited, Juan Davis. I think there's some similarities there, uh, but I think Great House maybe has better, uh, you know, wide receiver ball skills uh, naturally. Uh, but that, so I kind of put him to the side. I mean, because 2022 in Texas was special at wide receiver, just special class. 2023 is really good. I mean, when we looked at it before this season, we're saying it's be a drop off, but now with Ryan Niblett out there, who I think, Bobby, I just saw him at Eisenhower today. He may push for five-star stat. I mean, he may push for five-star with us. Um, but there's so many, John Tay Cook, uh, Jalen Hale's a talented kid. There's so many wide receivers in, in this cycle that are popping up and that are going to continue to uh, progress that uh, it may make it tougher for Great House to be a wide receiver only in these classes. Yeah, he remind. I tell you what, you're, you're right about speed, just outright speed. He's not the sub four or five guy. At the same time, he was running away from a guy that's being recruited by everywhere, uh, Ryan Yates. Uh, and so I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I think that he's, there's something about him that, that transcends the actual speed. Like he's a faster player, maybe right. than he is actually a tester. Uh, what about Ashton Cozart? Real quick on these. Uh, yeah, I was up at uh, Margin Hooks' workout a couple of weeks ago, and 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 that's always a great time to evaluate and see these kids. Cozart, John Tay Cook, Kyle Parker, we were just talking about running routes, rep, rep, rep behind each other. So you got to see him. Cozart's just really – he's a kid who – he's going to run really well on the track this spring. He's six two and a half, six three one eighty, 180. Um, wiry, strong build. Um, you know, he is a – really good technician and those guys that have worked with margin hooks for over a year are because he's great at what he does legitimately great at what he does and so ashton is advanced as far as route running he's advanced as far as his, the nuances the understanding of the position and he can really run i think he's going to run 10 sixes on the track this spring and like you said he was going to commit to oklahoma the day lincoln riley left to go to usc and if that doesn't throw your recruitment just blow it up. I don't know what does. So now he's taking a, a more of a laid back approach. We're going to see what happens. Malcolm Kelly continues to now to be the best wide receiver coach relationship he has. Give Brennan Marion time here. Um, they've spoken more than once, obviously, since Marion took the job. And then Oklahoma is, is obviously still trying to come in on him. Um, that rounds out that final six, I believe, is AM, Alabama, and LSU. Uh, Miami's now trying to come into the picture. I don't expect him to make an early decision. I think this will play out a while. Yeah, he will be in Austin this weekend. That should be interesting. Chris Palfreyman at All Saints, all, another speedster, right? Yeah, he's a speedster. He played his first couple of years at Brock Small School, uh, west of Fort Worth, Weatherford area. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who, again, will put up nice times on the track this year. He could put up in the 10-6 range. I mean, we'll see. 
if that transpires. And you got to remember when you look at track times out there, they're running with, into and with the wind. I'll tell you, in, you know, west of Fort Worth when you get out that way. Uh, but he, he's more of a track guy right now. Um, but I think he's got a lot of talent on the football field. And again, more of a, a smaller build kid, 5'10", 5'10 and a half, 165 ish, but he can really run. And I like those guys who can really run. Um, I know we're going to hit on Kyle Parker. I'm going to jump in there, Bobby. If I'm Texas, I offer him and don't ever look back. I think the kid's a tremendous football player. Um, watched him on tape at, 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 multiple times this year. Watched him in person with margin hooks. Uh, he brings punt return ability. Um, he is a guy that there may be some uh, some guys that will run a faster 40 in front of him at an Under Armour camp or something like that. But this kid just – he has that ankle flexion. He has that movement skills. Um, he is a natural arms extended pass catcher. You can play him in the slot. He can play – he's a factor in the return game. I'm a big, big fan of Kyle Parker. Um, and, I, you know, Pittsburgh had offered him. Brendan Marion had offered him. Uh, I think that was his first Power 5 offer, second Power 5 offer. I believe he's way under-offered, under-recruited right now. Louisville offered him yesterday. I think you're going to see him have 25-plus 20, offers headed into spring football. If I'm Texas, I offer him and don't think twice about it. How big is he? He is 5'10", 175. So he's on the smaller side, too. He's a slot kid, for sure. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Ask and what's, Bob, Bobby, what's interesting about that, though, not to cut you off, is when, you know, when these guys have the boards, I'm sure he's behind Ryan Niblett on the board. But, hell, everybody's behind Ryan Niblett on the board now, even at Alabama. I mean, Nick Saban was at Eisenhower yesterday. When you see Ryan Niblett, it's a little different game. But if Ryan Niblett does not come to junior day, as expected, and, you know, you don't know how you feel about that, how long do you wait on Kyle Parker? Because these are the – this is the strategy that's going on in recruiting now. The hard thing at the University of Texas – that other schools don't have is if you don't offer a kid early, the kid, he gets that chip on his shoulder and you can't get some of those kids back. You, it, because if you're, if you're 10 and two in the Mac Brown area, you could go in in January and get these kids or now December 1st, it's not that way right now. So they have to make decisions. That's the strategy part of this recruiting game right now that Steve Sarkeesian, I think in the staff are facing is, how long do you wait to offer a really good player? Kyle Parker's going to be a top 300 kid in the country. No doubt about it. Ryan Niblett may be a top 30 guy in the country. How long do you wait and can you come back? I, that's, those are the things that the staff really has to play out in their mind and understand. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, last one uh, that is going to be in for junior day, and then I'll go over the list uh, that uh, Texas is still in. Uh, Addison J. Rowe, and you mentioned Anthony White more as a, an athlete, to safety yeah. type. We won't talk. We'll touch on him tomorrow. Addison J. Rowe from uh, Frisco Reedy. Yeah, you know, he's a kid that's had a productive, productive player up in the Frisco area. Not really a kid that you expect to be offered, but, you know, look, they're bringing him in, so we'll see how it goes. Um, but he's a really talented football player. Um, I, I think he's he's going to play power five football somewhere. How big, uh, he, how big is he, Jerry? You know, I don't have an updated height and weight on him, Bobby. I can't. I I, I can't say that for sure. Like he okay. wasn't a camp kid. I got him. you. Yeah. I got you. Um, the other guys that that I would say that that Texas is in on at least, right? <clears throat> um, that aren't expected at junior day. You mentioned John Tay Cook at Desoto, yeah. Ryan Niblett out of Aldi Nike, Jaquez Petaway at uh, Langham Creek, another speed guy. Jalen Hale, you mentioned out of Longview, then Braylon James out of Del Valley, um, Daniel Dimery out of Parish Episcopal in Dallas. He's uh, more of a safety. 
Okay, he's more of a safety also. He definitely is a safety for me. Yep. Okay, and then Mikhail Harrison Pilot out of Temple. Yeah, uh, as well. Those are the Ooh. ones that. Yeah, yeah, and Pilot could go either way at the next level. Um, you know, start with John Tay Cook. Obviously, he's a top guy on the board. He's one of the top three, I, I bet, on the board if you name them. Um, you know, Petway right there, Niblet right there. I mean, those three guys I think are have kind of separated themselves in uh, in, in the state at wide receiver and, and are going to be three of the top handful nationally, maybe top seven or eight nationally in this class, uh, maybe top ten for sure. But, uh, you know, again, Petway – he, he's an interesting kid to me. You know, he he's from Alabama originally. Um, you know, he went to Alabama camp last June. They didn't offer. He ran four five one on grass and in Alabama didn't offer at the time. They've since offered nibble, which is kind of just interesting as as you get in and you start seeing how these guys are going to jockey for offers and and positioning on board. So I thought that was interesting. Petaway is they're very they're very similar. Petway is a natural slot kid who's really good in the return game. Probably a souped-up version of Kyle Parker is what he is. Uh, essentially, maybe has a little more burst to him than Kyle Parker, but very similar, very productive player on Friday night. Saw him a couple times this season. Um, and, and, and these are kids, look, when we say who's coming in the junior day, who's not, remember, on Friday, we'll probably be adding three or four names that we're talking about, but currently – aren't attending. Gotcha. Hey, uh, J-Row lists at 6'4", 185, according to Mike. So he's a taller guy. Um, speaking of taller guys, let's let's go to tight end, okay? Uh, Texas is only bringing in one, and it looks like he's the one they want in state this year, and that's Lafayette Kaiway out of Arlington, Sam Houston. Um, now, they're also recruiting, I, I will mention, they're also recruiting Will Randall out of uh, Isidore Newman in New Orleans, but of, right. the, of the guys that are coming in this weekend, Kaiway is the only one with an offer uh, right now. And so what, what are, where are they at in that recruitment? What do you know about him? Yeah, I, I, Texas right there with him. I mean, that, that's one. If you, if you were picking off kids that could commit early, he might be one of them. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I think you're going to see uh, – I'm not sure you're going to see a lot of kids jump in January and commit. As my, I think March is, is really where things are headed. But there's going to be – a few that do obviously in the late January or February, right after signing day. And some of those kids that don't realize committing on signing day for seniors, isn't going to get you as much run. So there'll be a couple of those, but Kaiway's he's a big athlete kid. He, he's a kid that, um, you know, he runs, he runs on the track. Um, so he, he, he's a kid who's a competitive guy. You know, if you're six, four and a half, six, five, two, ten, and you're running track, you're a competitive guy. I think he's shown that good hands. I'm not sure he has great hands. I think he has good hands. Uh, and I think he's a really athletic mover. Um, I'll be interested with him, you know, if he, assuming he comes to an Under Armour camp in Dallas in mid-March, how he's going to test there. I, I think he has a chance to test really well in short space quickness uh, in, in your shuttles, maybe better, quicker than vertical fast guy, but fast enough. Texas was early to offer him, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were early to offer him. Uh, they've been on him a while, and that doesn't surprise you. I mean, look, Jeff Banks has all those connections in the Dallas uh Fort Worth area. And look, let's put it out there. Bruce Chambers is assistant AD of Arlington ISD schools. So if you're talking to Bruce Chambers, you're going to know a lot about who's good in Arlington ISD and early. Gotcha. All right. Um, heading on to offensive line. Um, you know, Texas took a big class last year, you, you know, but, but at the same time, they had a lot to make up. I mean, you know, how, how large the size is going to be. They've got four guys coming in. Um, uh, Ian Reed, 
out of Vandegrift in Austin, Connor Stroh out of Frisco Wakeland, Jaden Chapman, who I know Kyle Flood liked early out of Harker Heights in the Colleen area, uh, and then Isaiah Robertson, uh, or Robinson uh, out of Arlington, Lamar, who I know is nationally recruited as well. Those are the four that are set to come in. That's that's a pretty big blue chip list right there, I think. Um, anything in particular you want to mention on Reed, Stroh, Chapman, or Robinson at this point? Yeah, you know, Kyle Flood was at those. Uh, I talked to um, people near both those recruitments, and Kyle Flood was at both of those schools um, last Friday. First day coaches could be out on the road. Ian Reed and okay. Jay Chapman, right? So uh, the Texas coaches stayed in that Austin area Friday because they had guys in the portal transfers on campus coming on the campus. So they weren't going to venture way out last Friday, the first day out. I think they just went around and, and, and hit a lot of those kids within a couple hours. But uh, yeah, to, both of those guys, Chapman's a guy that Texas would absolutely accept the commitment from right now. Ian Reed's very interesting because the, um, the Texas staff was at the Westlake Vandergriff game that was in DKR. And uh, Kyle Flood was one of the coaches there. Uh, and, and he really liked uh, Reed um, and, and talking to Reed. He, he, and he kind of confirmed what a coach at Vandergriff had said that, yeah, Texas took strong interest in Reed once they saw him play there. And obviously they now they went to the spy the school in December and again here in uh, January. So he's a guy who's definitely on the radar for an offer. Is that as a tackle? Is that as a guard that gets a try at tackle? We'll see. The thing with Reed that's interesting, Bobby, is uh, he, he his dad was a professional rugby player, college soccer player, professional rugby player. And Reed plays rugby for, you know, they compete against Allen, Westlake, and all these other uh, 6A programs. But so he goes from football to rugby. And I think that's a different level of competitiveness. And you like to see that. That's a kid who also, as an offensive lineman, is always going to keep himself in shape. You have no choice but to keep yourself in shape. He said he loses 15, 20 pounds from football to rugby and then gains that back, you know, in the off season and the weight program heading into football season. But there's a lot of things to like about Reed. He's got uh, three, four power five offers. TCU is the most recent to offer him. Colorado has offered Kansas. He'll, he's going to pick up, he'll be a 20 plus offer kid. The interesting thing will be what do they, these college coaches see him at? Is it right tackle or is it guard? Gotcha. What about Connor Stroh and Isaiah Robinson? That is both early offers by Texas. Uh, you know, I, Texas really likes Robinson at Arlington. Lamar Stroh's a big, big, massive kid, 6'6", 6'7", 340, 345 in that range. Uh, I, I think he's definitely an interior guy. Um, but the question will be, one of the big questions is in the 2023 class in Texas is Marcus Deal at Name and Forest. We have him ranked as one of the top three offensive tackle prospects in the country. And the only reason I'm getting into this is, again, strategy. Marcus Deal's father is the defensive line coach at Naaman Forrest. Marcus Deal wants to be recruited as a defensive lineman, wants to play D-line. But wherever in Texas has offered him, all over him, uh, Bo Davis is leading that recruitment. But the point is, how you see him long term, if you were to win out for Marcus, Deal could affect your numbers on the offensive line. So we'll have to see how that plays out here in the next few months. If Texas is able to win out for a deal right now. He's not scheduled to come in. Got it. Got it. A uh, couple other guys. Um, there's another offensive lineman at Westlake, TJ Shanahan, I believe his yep. name is, right? It's, it's yep. Texas recruiting him or what? what's the? Texas is recruiting him. His brother just uh, portaled to Texas Tech. Right. I saw that. So, yeah. yeah. And there, that's a kid that moved in from Orlando. Um, 
a great work opportunity for his father. So they moved in to the Orlando area. And he's a big, strong kid, uh, heavy hands, uh, really good contact player. But Texas is definitely recruiting him. Uh, Kyle Flood, again, A.J. Milwee, they were by Westlake on Friday. Uh, that first day they could get out on the road. So that's three local area offensive linemen they saw, and he's definitely on the radar. Um, two others that, that aren't coming in or aren't scheduled to come in as of now, uh, and I know you know them, uh, Harris Sewell out of Permian, Odessa Permian, uh, and then Andre Kojo out of Mansfield Timberview. Uh, where is Texas in the mix for those guys at this point? Yeah, yeah Sewell, uh, one of the top few handful of guards in the country in that class. And I, I'm, if, if you've ever bought a car from Sewell, that's the family. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the family. If, if you have those Sewell license uh, license plate covers, that's the family. He is a tremendous offensive guard. Look, he's uh, Justin Wells and myself. We've both talked about this multiple times. He's not maybe a big fan of the big city of Austin necessarily. Uh, so maybe a Norman, a college station could be more inviting. We'll see how that plays out. But Texas is uh, certainly in the mix there. Um, and he's again, this is not this is a kid you're going to recruit through the whistle. He's one of the top guards in the country. Um, but again, he's not scheduled to be in this weekend as of today, as of when we're doing this Tuesday. Um, Kojo is a kid that, uh, you know, Texas has been high on for a while. Um, and this is one that, you know, you kind of think back to the 2022 class. Kyle Flood's recruiting this kid as hard as any kid he has, you know, since coming to Texas, especially in that 2023 class. Uh, so that's been consistent recruiting effort by Texas. They've never wavered on how much they like him. He's been on campus, I believe, three times since the staff was hired. Uh, not expected as of today to be in this weekend, but we'll see if that changes. Gotcha. All right, um, Jerry, I appreciate your time. I know this has been a, 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 a large undertaking, but we needed to do a preview of the junior day just for offense so people get a, a familiarity with the names they're going to be reading about over the next Yeah. Week. And, and I think the big thing to remember here for uh, Texas fans is, look, I mean, anybody suspecting a bevy of commitments this week, and I, I don't think that's the right way to look at this. I, I think this is relationship building. I think this is um, continuing to bring some kids in and, and get heights and weights on them and, and continue the evaluation process. The, to me, the sit-down evaluation process is as important as the tape evaluation process. All, uh, there's so many kids that can play. Now it comes down to when you sit down, you have those conversations, you bring them into your team meeting room, position meeting rooms. Do those become guys who move up your board or stay high on the board or maybe move down the board? I think that's going to be huge here in the next uh, few weeks for Texas. Very interesting. All right, uh, Jerry Hamilton of On3 and Inside Texas. Uh, I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, remember, please join us on InsideTexas.com. And also, please consider a subscription uh, to this uh uh, podcast and video cast as well. Uh, for Jerry, I'm Bobby. Thanks for joining us. Yeah.